Hello and welcome to episode 44 of the Niche to Profit Show here on the Vegas Video Network. 44, I like that. That's like even numbers all in a row. <laughs> As you know, my little OCD thing, I don't like odd numbers. So I like I like the even number shows. So I like every other show pretty much. Ah, uh, yes, Scott's laughing over there. No, I like them all. Come on, I like them all. Hey, today... Uh, We're going to talk to someone who uh, didn't just stay with the same old way of doing things, even though he had a very, very substantial business on eBay. Um, He's changed it up. He's gone with the times. He's used his marketing uh, expertise to his advantage and opened his own auction house. So we're going to be bringing my guest on in just a moment. First, I'm your host, Danny Ackerman also known as the Danny App, because of my two decades. God, I hate saying that. It makes me feel so old. But yes, my two decades in the online world and uh, learning to know that customer, not have to pull up that smartphone app. Just be the app. That's what I teach you to do. Be your own app. Don't count on that. Talk. Hey, it's nice. You can use the technology. But really developing that instinct, that gut that just tells you, what's going to sell, how much it's going to sell for, so you can get more stuff listed and make more money. So that's that's what I do. And on the Niche to Profit show, you're going to see steps you can take to improve your listings right here, real time. We're going to help you with that. And we're going to show some hot sales of the week. Those are the sellers who got it right, figured it out, made those big profits. We're going to show you some of those. And this week, we'll play another round of Pick it or pass it. That is where I show you something in its natural habitat, the thrift store. And you get to decide first, what is it? And did I pick it or did I pass it? And uh, the reason we do that game, you guys, is for you to learn about something new. And even the stuff I passed there, you can learn whether that is something that you should leave on the shelf as well. Do you realize that the money you don't spend makes you money too? Aha. So play along, play along. It's uh, we got some groovy prizes and all that good stuff. Hey, we are live every Thursday at 3 p.m. here on the VegasVideoNetwork.com forward slash live. Yes, my director just loves when I say that part. (laughs) There's other groovy shows here. Yeah, there he is. Yeah, Other groovy shows here on the network, too. You should check out. I'm just saying. Uh, We have a live chat. You can join us in the live chat for your chance to be part of the show. Ask questions as we go along. So, you know, I don't want to leave you with like, oh, I wish she would have asked him that. No, come on over. Ask it live right here. I'm reading. Scott's catching the ones that I don't catch. (laughs) Because after all, I I am uh, uh, talking and stuff. So, hey, it is St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. I, I... I don't have very much green in my closet, so I had to really scramble for something green because I didn't want to get any pinching as I'm out there. But I'm on the way to the studio, and I'm listening to the radio, and you know they were saying that if the leprechaun sees his shadow, it's going to be green beer for six more weeks. I know that was a really bad joke. (laughs) Hey, I liked it. And you laughed over there, so you know what? Hey, hey, it was was a pity laugh. All right, so I keep getting asked if there is going to be a more fun, bigger profits conference this year, and I am happy to tell you the answer is yes. 
The answer is yes. Uh, we have been working on the venue, on, on some of the dates. We are looking at late summer, early fall-ish there. You'll be seeing an announcement soon. If you are not on my email list, head over to nichetosuccess.com. And while you're there, go download that little uh, 10 Reasons eBay is Better Than Amazon. That puts you on my list, by the way, so you never miss an announcement from me. And you can find out the 10 reason eBay is better than Amazon. And I do stand by that. Uh, I want everyone to come to the event uh, this year. Everyone, all of you out there. Okay, we might have to get a really big build, building if we do that. But seriously, my event is about you walking away with things you can do in your business the minute you get home to increase sales. This is, I, I don't want you to spend money to come to an event and not get ROI. ROI, return on investment, whatever it costs you to travel, you got to triple that. I get that. That's what you're going to get at the event. And someone who was at the very first More Fun Bigger Profits event is actually my guest today. That would be the amazing Kevin Bruno and shall I say, uh, market warrior extraordinaire. I, you know, I got to say, I always chose you to be the winner of the whole market warrior thing. Don't tell John that. <laughs> Thank you, Danny. That's very nice. Thank you for having me here today. This is very fun. So, and, and the reason I always chose you to be the winner is I could tell you really know your stuff. You know your stuff. You're living it. You're, you're breathing it. You're selling it. So uh, you're in this business and your specialty is Asian antiques, right? I love the Asian arts. I do. That is my specialty. But yes, I, I do do everything else in between, too. Yeah. So uh, let's uh, for those who may have never met you before or not watched the show, uh, Market Warriors is not played anymore, but you can still go over to I think PBS.org is the website and you can still go find all the old episodes. Um, so what got you interested in the Asian art art? Blah. I had two words that wanted to come out of my mouth at the same time. Asian antiques. Well, it was uh, years ago when I did have a live auction house uh, before my big eBay thing. I was uh, doing these curio sales with, with some very interesting fellows. And we were able to put together some really interesting sales, which included Asian arts in them. And I, and I really took a liking to the Asian art part of the sale. And from there, I just continued to study it and enjoy it and and buy in that field and sell and learn that I could make money in that field. How long did it take you to really learn what you needed to know when you were out looking for new things to sell? Well, I'll tell you, Asian arts is one of the hardest things I've ever studied. And it's not for the meek or mild because you will make a lot of mistakes out there. You know, I'm still learning every single day that if, if there's 100% to learn, I'm happy to say I know probably 5% when it comes to Asian arts. And that's a lot to know because it's just, it's been around for so long and it has so many different uh, age spans of, of different wonderful things that they specialized in during all those different times that to know it in its entirety is almost impossible. You know, and I asked you that because my specialty is glass and I have a lot of people that started following me because they wanted to learn what I knew about glass. And, and you bring up a really good point. You have to study it. it that's the, the beauty of developing a niche is number one, you, you had an interest, right? So it, like you didn't mind doing that learning and studying and, and getting things. And, and, and that's really the key, wouldn't you say? 
you have to do a, a niche area and love it because you're living it every single day. That's what you're buying. That's what you're studying. That's what you're listing on the Internet. It's what you're researching. It's what you're reading about. And that becomes your life, basically. And, you know, it's it's 12, 14 hours a day of trying to understand what you're doing in that in that particular field. And that's with any business. If, if you're going to be successful at any business, you better put time in. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, and that's why I tell people is like, you know, I didn't learn glass overnight. It was, I bought and I, like you said, make mistake. I mean, the mistakes are probably the best way you learn. Wouldn't you say? That's your college tuition right there. As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> yeah. if you're learning the antiques, there's really no school to learn it in other than the, the uh, school of hard knocks. And that's when you make a mistake, you'll probably learn 10 times more than you'll ever learn if you make some money. Cause you're going to want to try and find out why you made a mistake. That is so true. That is such a, yeah, that's a great thing. Cause I bought a lot of glass that ended up being like reproduction or uh, not quite as good as it looked in the picture and all of that stuff to really get fine tuned into, you know, what I wanted, wanted to do. So you have been a big time eBay seller, seven figures. If I remember correctly, um, why did you choose eBay to go into? Well, I had owned the auction house in like the mid 2000s. And at that time, uh, I saw, a, a, you know, a, a good business on, on eBay in, in, in the uh, in the late 2000s. We'll say 2008 right around there is when I really started doing eBay hard. And I left the auction house at the time. It wasn't for me with the with with the partners I had. So I went and wanted to do my own thing. And eBay was the way to go. And uh, it, it was it was a very good thing for a very long time. And over the years, eBay has changed. So I felt I just had to change with it. But at the time, eBay was was very strong for what I like to sell. Absolutely. And I always noticed you did things differently. And, and this is what I was hoping you'd talk about um, for our audience today, because this is so key. And it, it's it's that marketing piece that I teach over and over to my appsters is you developed your own list of customers, right? Absolutely. Whoa. <laughs> Excuse you. <laughs> there was your phone beeping. It was very loud. Oh. Hey, um, so how did you develop that, that list of customers that you would... And, and let me just tell people, he would run auction events through eBay. This was before eBay did their you know, got with invaluable and, and did their thing. This was, he, they got the idea from you, Kevin, I'm just saying, but he would go out on Facebook and drum up excitement about the things that were coming up in his auction. And then he'd launch it. Um, so how did you, what was your process in doing that? And, and what were your results from that? What I figured to do when I was doing eBay was I was so used to doing the auction process of putting on an event. I figured, why just throw things up on eBay randomly? Why don't everything I do be like a little event, whether it be weekly, monthly, yearly, whatever type of event I wanted to do? So I used to do a weekly auction on eBay and I would put up about 100 items of everything I picked that week and I would do a weekly sale. And in that sale on eBay, you would find some really great items that I picked. I picked really nice quality stuff. and those items would be pretty much all the highlight items from the auctions and estate sales from my area. I would buy all the good stuff and I would put it on eBay every week. So my, my sales went really well and people really liked them and caught on to them really quick. And eBay caught on to it really quick. And 
uh, they saw what I was doing and they had contacted me and said, hey, we'd love to kind of do these sales along with you and promote them for you. But, you know, will you guarantee your sales of a certain caliber and will you guarantee a certain uh, amount of lots? And we'll put you up on, on eBay and we'll promote you and you keep giving us sales to show everybody what they can do here on eBay. And I thought it was great. They thought it was great. And we had a, a, a long, great standing uh, 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 you know, relationship with one another. And uh, that's how the business really took off was just me being able to work with eBay, guarantee them a certain quality and quantity and keep it going for a long period of time. Yeah. So so now you have opened your own. Um, and I guess this is the second time you've had a, a brick and mortar auction house. Yeah, my first one I had with a partner and I did that, like I said, up until 2008. And then I, I kind of sold my share to him and I went and did the whole eBay thing up until last year. And, and, and last year I started like a little auction thing with a couple friends that I, 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 and I decided I just didn't want to do the partnership thing. So I decided toward the end of the year, I was going to get my own place, open up the whole auction house again, where I could incorporate the new style of eBay, where I can have the eBay live version. So I have the eBay customers, but I also have the invaluable live auctioneers and all the other sites that I can have it live on at the same time and have the ability to charge a buyer's premium in order to be able to cut my rate to my consigners. So it, it, it's it's just a, another way of adding more customers to the base that I already have that, I, that I've did on eBay and, and acquired them through my new, you know, BK Cranston Live as opposed to my old BK Cranston. Yeah. And I think that is so smart and such a, a good tip for the audience, too, is that if you've been in business a long time, I, I know some of you have been doing this since the 90s. Um, it's sometimes time to look at being more creative, doing something different, changing it up, because you haven't stopped selling the same stuff that you're selling. You've just found a new way to market it. Is yeah, I've just added probably, I don't know, twice as many buyers to my uh, buyer base than I had before. And it just, it just, it's, I'm not going to say it's easy for me to get the things, but if I want to put a sale together, I can muster up the energy to put a nice sale together. So with, with, with me being able to do that, I, I just want to put it out there in front of a lot of people as, you know, it, it's, there's, there's no uh, hidden uh, facts here that the, the type of people that used to buy on eBay 10 years ago just are not the same quality of buyers for antiques that they used to be. It's just not. They've moved on. Yeah. And, and I kind of tried to follow that trend and go to where I thought a lot of these people kind of morphed to. So let me ask you this, Kevin, because I have this debate a lot with people. Do you think antiques has died? I don't think antiques have, has died. I think certain aspects of antiques have died just because the collector has changed. I don't think the uh, the whole collector craze has 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 stopped or, or fallen off. I just believe there's been a, a major correction in some areas for things that aren't so important or aren't so scarce as one thought. Now that we have this thing called the internet and people can now connect together and actually see what somebody has in their store in California in two seconds where they couldn't 20 years ago. So obviously prices have come down just because the availability of everything is much higher than it was then. And Overall, um, the collector base, yes, has changed. Is it dying? No, I don't think the collector will ever die. Will things die off and new things pick up? Yes, that's what I believe will happen. Yeah, exactly. It's um, it's the type of product, and we have to look at, you know, the baby boomers used to be the big buyers. 
now they're selling their stuff. And so there's there's mass amounts of it on the market, but the younger generations are not really looking for that. And they're looking for things that they can, you know, decorate their home with or look cool or toys. Toys. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, you have people today, um, you know, and I'll be honest with you, a, a year and a half, two years ago, uh, Travis and I were talking about this and, and putting together some events and doing these different things. And, you know, it, it was all new to me back then. I would have never thought that, you know, a, a little three and a quarter inch, three and three quarter inch toy would be worth, you know, six, seven, eight thousand dollars. It just, you know, it just doesn't even make sense. But when you get down to it and you start thinking about the collector that's out there, there's a lot of people out there that are young tech people in the ages of, we'll say, 35 to 50 years old, okay? They've grown up in this kind of technical world. They have a few bucks now, whatever. The ones that are spending money always buy back their childhood. And what is their childhood? Their childhood is some really cool movies that came out, you know, things that are internet-wise, things that are kind of, you know, uh, I, I guess you could call it like, uh, I'm not going to call it techie, but things that... Uh, Pop culture-y, like yeah. we'll call it, a whole new resurgence in a new style pop culture. And, and that's what it is. That's just what we have today. People are collecting what they had in their childhood. People who, you know, that were collecting 10 years ago, 15 years ago, are now getting rid of it, like you said. People who are now up in the batter's box to be putting stuff in their collections are buying back their childhood. Star Wars, things from the 70s, Evil Knievel, really cool, interesting things that, you know, you had as a kid. Have you watched the Pokemon craze come back? You know, I, I don't follow the Pokemon craze all that much, but I can only imagine it's it, it's cyclical and it's and it's about time that it cycles back because the people that were into it 20 years ago are now going to be the ones who are going to buy their cards back. Well, and, and I don't know how it happened because I'm not a Pokemon. I've got an eight and a 10 year old. They're totally into Pokemon. I have no idea where that came from, but apparently it's it's cycling down, which is Good, good for business. <laughs> it always happens. Yeah, it always happens and it always has. What you have to do is learn to go with the times and learn that, you know, I know a lot of guys out there who were suffering trying to sell oak furniture. Yeah, that was great 10, 15 years ago. But when I was telling them, hey, why don't you think about buying some art or buying something a little different, something a little more, you know, a standalone that'll stand the test of time. And, you know, a lot of these old timers just went with selling old Victorian furniture. Well, you know, with that got a lot of the a lot of those old dealers today, they're out of business because they didn't change with the times. And you have to do that in this business. It's very, you know, designer, uh, you know, motivated business. Uh, designers kind of fuel the market. So if they're put in people's houses and, and the TV's telling you you should have it in your house, then you should be paying attention and trying to go for those items that are marketable today. Brilliant. Yep. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. So you actually have a specialty toy auction. How often do you do that? This is the first one, but we have another one in November planned. Okay. Um, with two a year, we're going to do like a biannual sale and it runs in conjunction with a schedule through Comic-Con. So we're going to be doing them in the spring like we're doing now. And we'll do another one in, uh, in November. So you were telling me before the show started a couple of the uh, the items that are in the sale. Do you mind sharing, you know, some of those cool items and what you expect them to go for? Yeah, well, I mean, some of the really cool things we have is a original uh, twelve back set of Star Wars figures. It's the original twelve that came out. There's some excellent graded figures too. One of the highest graded sets there's known according to the AFA. 
And, you know, a set like that's going to bring about 40 grand, the original 12. We're selling them separate. Collectively, they should bring about 40 grand. So you can figure, you know, average of three, four thousand dollars a figure just in the original 12. And, and, and on down the line, we have some really interesting robots from Japan. They have all these crazy Japanese names. Uh, uh, we have a, uh, a wonderful, rare, only four known uh, Japanese robot. And that should sell between uh, ten and fifteen thousand dollars. There's a whole selection of transformers, uh, which you know, fifteen years ago, if you mentioned transformers, nobody would have thought they would have been worth hundreds and even thousands of dollars. And today we have graded figures of uh, Optimus Prime that'll sell for three and four thousand dollars. So it's some real interesting stuff, and you can check out the whole catalog right online and and, and go see everything in the sale, even if you just want to go browse right on our website. It's real interesting. It's a really neat education. What is your web- website? Brunoandco.com. That's B-R-U-N-E-A-U. Awesome. Oh, and we're showing it on the screen, Scott says over there. Okay. So, so yay. So, yeah, go check that out. Um, I, I fully intend to check that out. Uh, and I just was thinking to myself, you, you're, you're shaming me because I have a bucket of old Transformers that I haven't even looked at because it's not my niche, but it's just been sitting in storage. Now I'm going, hmm, <laughs> maybe I want to get those out. <laughs> and a lot the- of the examples and when it comes to toys are going to be, because they're from, a lot of the toys that are becoming popular right now are from the uh, 70s, 80s, and 90s. Mm-hmm. And these toys, in order to make them valuable, have to have their original boxes and a lot of all, all the original accessories that went with them. And to have them in the original bags, still stapled, and and all this stuff makes all the difference in the world from a Transformer being worth, we'll say an Optimus Prime in a beautiful box that's AFA graded in 85 will sell for $3,500. That same Optimus Prime that's played with, that has an open box, even though all the pieces are still there, is only worth about three or 400. So you can see the big difference between a toy that's played with even that has its own box and, a, and these toys that we find that have never even been opened. Wow, that's that's amazing. So where right. do you find a lot of your stuff? Do people bring it to you or are you out hunting for it? You know, I'll tell you, I've been all around the country with Travis. We've been to Florida. We've been out west. We've, we've been uh, to the Midwest. We, we've seen collections all over. You know, he had a large stint on TV, too. He was on, he, you know, Travis is from the uh, from the, the Toy Hunter. And uh, he, he was, uh, he knows a lot of people out there in, in this business. So we were able to make a lot of contacts throughout the United States for, for a lot of different uh, parts of the collections we bought. Awesome, awesome. So uh, we were also talking, and I, and I want uh, my folks out there to know, if they get something that they think is really valuable, um, they can contact somebody like you and, and have you consign it, right? Absolutely. We are always consigning uh, good quality items for our upcoming sales. Like I said, we have specialty sales. We have a state antiques and fine arts auctions. We have the toy auction, jewelry auctions, everything you can think of. We can put together. We put a nice sale together for. So if you have anything or anybody has anything that they're interested in, I'm happy to give free verbal uh, uh, evaluations, uh, either even through text message or over the phone, through Skype, any of that. So we're always looking at stuff all the time from people from all over. That's awesome. And and I think the point is that, 
you are not one of what I would call kind of the, the wholesale auction houses, you know, where stuff is just kind of being liquidated. You are actually a collector's auction house going for that end user, that end collector that's going to pay the premium price. Well, you know, I, I spend a lot of my time traveling around looking for really good items. And I'm not afraid to pay for the items that I buy. So when they are in my auction, yeah, I am looking for an end user or somebody who is going to respect the items that, that are out there because, you know, they are nice quality items. We, we work really hard. And it's not just me. I do this with a couple few people that, that work for me. And without them, believe me, I couldn't do any of this. So it's a team effort between a, between a few really good people. Oh, yeah. So team, totally important. We've had a whole show on that. Yeah, absolutely. Don't try to do this all yourself, guys. Um, so awesome. So what's, uh, so you have the auction, it's on Saturday? Yeah, our, our toy auction is going to be this Saturday. Uh, we have a fun preview and preview party this coming Friday night up until nine o'clock. And the auction takes place Saturday at 12. And it should run for a few hours. And it's a, you know, it's live online. So if anybody wanted to view it live online while it was going on, that's a, a really fun thing you can do too, because it's it's really an education. And I'll, mm -hmm. I'll tell you this, I'm really excited to see it myself. It's the first toy auction I've ever put on. So it, it's going to be interesting for me as well as it is everybody else. Are you doing the auctioneering yourself? Yes, I'm the auctioneer. I do, I do all the auctions at the gallery. Come on, give us a, give us a little auctioneer lingo. What do you want me to sell for you, Daddy? You want me to sell this glass right here? I'll sell it for $10 bid and $10 of 15. Where? I got $10 now, but a 15, $15 bid and 15 and 20. Awesome. Okay. And we didn't tell people where you're located. Like if they want to come out there and, and be there in your live audience, where do they go? Yeah, well, you're going to have to travel out to the East Coast. We are on, we are at 63 4th Avenue in Cranston, Rhode Island, right near Providence, Rhode Island. You know, smallest little state in the union here. Uh, we're, we're right in the heart of, uh, of Rhode Island, right in the center. And it's a, it's a great place to come visit if you're ever on the East Coast. And uh, our dolls are always open all week long. So uh, please stop in. You know, I'm going to have to make that a destination one day soon. I'm going to Philadelphia next week, but I, I'm kind of stuck in Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, that's about six or seven hours away. You'd have a little haul. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm afraid I would come home with a, a lot of stuff if I went to one of your auctions, too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, Kevin, thank you so much for coming on. Next time, we're going to get you out to Vegas, and we're going to get you here live in the studio. How's that? That's a plan. I, I should be out there this May, June, and uh, before I come out, I'll surely let you know. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for, for coming on and uh, learning the whole Skype thing for us. <laughs> so, Thank we you, Danny. Thanks for having me. All right. Hey, everyone. Go over, check out Bruno and Company. I, I can tell you that he has some amazing stuff. I've been following him for years and um, one of the nicest guys you ever want to meet. So um, definitely go check that out. And uh, check out this company too. At Neon Brand, we take care of all your online marketing. We build websites perform search engine optimization, run social media campaigns, and produce high quality photos and videos. We look at it like we're a one-stop shop for all your online marketing needs. We pride ourselves on quality work. Every website we build gets the utmost attention to detail and uses the latest in code and technology in order to ensure that your site stays relevant for the long term. Social media takes constant monitoring and engagement. 
and we have just the team to handle it for you. A killer video or photo shoot will take your product or service to a whole nother level. Don't believe me? Three words, Dollar Shave Club. Google it. If you're looking to get more customers through the internet, give us a call. We'll set up a free consultation and review your business needs and then decide on a plan that will help you accomplish your online marketing goals. I'm Kenny, this is Neon Brand, and we're here to help you succeed online. And Neon Brand is actually, right now, as we speak, working on the very new uh fully updated niche to success website. I cannot wait for the reveal. And they're coming out to speak at the Las Vegas online sellers meetup group here in Las Vegas. So if you're in the area on March 30th, which is a Wednesday, it's a 7 p.m. Head on over to meetup.com. Go look for Las Vegas online sellers and you will see it there. And uh, it's, it's basically free. It's $3. It's $3 to come in check it out. And you get raffle tickets for that. We have a lot of fun too. So check that out. We're going to be talking about social media marketing strategy. And those guys, they're super good at that. Super good. All right. Why won't they buy? Let's start with a little something from Nancy. Is anybody see Nancy over in my chat room today? I have not seen her, her name over there, but Nancy has these, uh, Covers is the brand name. They're faux fur boot covers, and she's throwing in a scarf, uh, brown mink, and then, oh, you guys know if I have to scroll, we're in trouble with those titles for all kinds of boots. So the first thing we got to do is if we have to work on that title. Uh, and she says she has um, many of these in different colors and design, and she can't move them. So let's let's fix that today. Uh, so the title, I would say that people are searching for, they probably don't know that brand name. Bump that out of the beginning of the title. Put faux fur boot covers. I wouldn't want to just put fur because that could be misleading. We don't want to mislead people because when we mislead them, if somebody's looking for actual fur boot covers and they do a search and those come up, now you're going to get impressions without clicks, without conversion and eBay doesn't like that. So if we put faux fur boot covers, we're going to get the right people to see that item. And I would actually also call them leg warmers. I did a little research and people are using them for that as well. So this is the case that I would put both things in the title. Now, I would actually take the scarf out of this listing. I think that, so sometimes more is not better. Sometimes a bundle doesn't help you get the item sold because people feel like, well, I'm paying more because they put this scarf in there. Whereas if it was just the boot covers and believe me, $19.99 for just the boot covers is a good price. So just the boot covers at $19.99 is all that customer needs. They don't need the scarf too. So I'd, I'd put the scarf in a separate listing for $19.99. Just saying. Um, so the I would put the brand name down in your item specifics, really clean up that title. Um, I'm not sure I would put mink in there because again, it can be one of those words that can be a little misleading, uh, but you can put it in an item specific as um, make it faux, the faux fur as the subject and then put mink. So they know it's faux fur, but it's a mink faux fur and that'll clear that up for them. 
Now, here's the other big thing with these. When I looked at this brand, the people who are successfully selling this have them on Uggs, of all things. Uh, so the pictures here, I think, are not doing you any favors because I don't think this is the right kind of boot that somebody's going to put these on. And this is actually a deterrent. So I would find a pair of short boots, Uggs, the same size as the uh, boot covers are, and retake those pictures uh, because I think somebody's looking at going, mm, that's not quite how I'm going to wear that. Um, those would actually look like riding boots. And that's not the type that people are putting the boot covers on. So I think that's probably the biggest problem in these not selling. So it might be worth investing. I know clearance of winter stuff right now on the West Coast. You can go get a pair of those. They don't have to be Uggs. They can be just that Ugg style for probably like 10, 15 bucks. Uh, if nothing else for a prop, since you said you have many of these, go invest a little bit to make these look super good and just sell like hotcakes. Hot cakes. I can talk. All right. And I see Wendy. Wendy is over in our chat. Wendy Reed. She says she's had this since December 2013. Well, you guys know what I'm going to say about that. We cannot be holding on to this stuff for years. Just can't do it. That's your money tied up. Time to get it gone one way or another. But let's see if we can fix this up and, and get this item actually sold. Uh, so she says there's been a number of watchers off and on though none now, and 459 page views. That's not good. That's an impression, by the way. Uh, I'm sorry. An impression is when it comes up in search, and then a click-through is when they actually look at the page. So that's a lot. That's a lot of people looking at this and not buying. And I'm looking and going, you know, this is a really cool piece. And I know, Wendy, you called this a wolf for a dog, but my first instinct was almost like a dragon. Um, it's kind of a mythical creature kind of a thing. Uh, and it, it, I know it's from Spain, but it also has kind of that Chinese look to it too. Uh, so I would juice up that title a little bit. I would start with the word Spanish, Spanish pottery vase, wolf dragon, put Spain down in the item specifics, country of, of manufacture. So it still shows up if they search that way. Uh, but Spanish pottery vase. Ooh, that just sounds so much more sizzly, right? Uh, and I would put wolf dragon just because it's a weird creature. And, and this is one of those cases where I would put both words just to get people to look and fall in love with it. And I would put that in the title. So I'd, the title, I would say Spanish pottery vase wolf dragon. Pictures are great. Wendy has no problem with pictures. Her pictures are beautiful. Um, the category, and we've started talking about this more, categories becoming increasingly important because eBay is, without the shopper knowing it, zeroing in on a, a certain category that they think the item should be in. And Don't get me started on that whole thing. I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to help the customer make a decision. It's just not a fine-tuned machine yet. Uh, so this is in um, collectibles, decorative collectibles, vases. That's pretty generic. I would bump it into pottery, European art pottery. And I don't think there's one for Spain. I think you have to go with other European art pottery. But doesn't that even sound more valuable? Just sounds sexier, you know, for the collector. Uh, your price is good, $49.95. So uh, if they find it, great. 
don't hold on to this for too much longer. Either end it, sell similar, and then watch it for a couple of months at the most, and then send it to auction. $9.99 it. Get it sold. Okay? And you guys know, auctions, you charge shipping, so you don't lose money there. So that's what I would do with that piece. So I hope that helps. And I hope that they turn into our next segment. Okay, this is a kind of a cool thing here. You guys know I'm all about big prices, but there are certain instances where if you have multiples of something, lower price, A-okay, sell many, many, many of them. Uh, so this comes from Mo Monte, who uh, she says she's still shaking her head over this trifecta of a sale. Uh, last week posted a picture. Uh, she had these in a glass, so it looked like a little uh, fruit or sandwich picks. But they said Don the Beachcomber on them. Now, if you are in the tiki world, that is a very important name. And, and uh, we've got a, a uh, we got somebody just walked in the studio wants to buy them. So there you go. Hey, they're on eBay. <laughs> so uh, she put them over there and was kind of questioning what to sell them at. And uh, I told her that they're they're tiki swizzle sticks, number one. And uh, she asked my opinion. I told her. You know, I don't think that I would auction two at a time. I think I'd put them on fixed price. And I believe I told her like $12.99 with free shipping. So what happened was she had three people fought over this one listing of just two of them. And the uh, bid ended at 20 bucks plus shipping. So it got right around that, that $12.99 price per and she still has many 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 of them to go i think she says she has like 30 of them yeah yeah it's about 30 you want 30 of them bryce yep. he says yep they're sold okay well we'll i'll, I'll connect you all it's right. all good <laughs> see that's why you want to submit your items for the show i'm just saying um so way to go so even at you know ten dollars a piece 12.99 a piece you can see the value in listing something that you have multiples of in lower quantities all right very cool very cool and she got that help by the way over in the appsters i'm just saying yeah i'll tell you we make you money all right okay doba this is so funny that you put this item up as a hot sale because i was just down at the local auction house mondays is when they're like pulling everything out of the boxes and seeing what's coming up at the next auction and she had a bunch of these little creatures now I wrestle with my conscience on this because I'm friends with, you know, the auctioneer and I could keep it to myself. I could not tell them what these were, but I did. I told them they're the Oaxacan wooden carved mythical creatures. Um, they, as you can see, one forty nine ninety five. dollars uh, That is some big money. And Dova bought this at an auction. Uh, she says she paid. Oh, yes. $8. I love this. $8.73. Yeah. Listed for $149.95. Somebody paid full price. These are highly collectible. They are Mexican folk art. Uh, and I don't know why, because they're they really are kind of ugly, but but they are what they are. And they're very delicate too. They have all these little pieces that, you know, come out of them. But you ever see these? I find them at I find them at 
the thrift stores all the time for like, you know, three bucks, four bucks. So pick them up. These are, these are good items. So way to go, Dova. Last but not least, we have Sharon Plinus, Funsational Finds. Uh, she had, these, this is not in their niche anymore. They have totally re-niched into fun products. Either, you know, they want to make shopping fun. They want to make the stuff in your home fun. Oh my God. I don't know if they have them listed yet, but she was showing me she's making bouquets of colorful kitchen utensils. Mother's Day coming up. Don't give just, a, flowers are going to die. Give them, give them some really cool, you know, kitchen, kitchen utensils. And that's a hint to my husband who's over in the chat. Just saying, I like my colorful kitchen stuff. Uh, so they're getting rid of all the stuff that's not in their niche anymore. And they had these on clearance, sold eight pairs of the same size, different colors to one person. That is a $175 sale. Oh no, it gets better. They only paid $4.75. <laughs> were those booze he's just pushing buttons over there because he just gets all excited about these big sales but there we go all right we'll take the cow uh but you can see you guys the little stuff does add up if you have multiple quantities so i am i am all for that and i love when you're clearancing and getting rid of stuff that is not in your niche we had some great hot sales over in the the niche to profit facebook group Come join us. If you are not already over there, come join us. See all the great sales. We can't we can't go through them all. We can only pick out a couple. Uh, so that is over on Facebook. Search Niche to Profit. You will find us every Sunday. We run that thread. And now, here's how you can get more information. Meet Lucy. Lucy's an eBay seller, and she needs to sell more stuff. But Lucy has a problem. She's frustrated with slow sales and confusing changes eBay keeps making. So Lucy searches online for a solution, how to make more money on eBay. And she discovers the Niche to Profit Academy. Real-time help for struggling eBay sellers. Step-by-step, easy-to-follow solutions. Help when you need it so you can focus on selling more stuff. Problem solved. Now Lucy can list with confidence and make more money. Simply come join at nichetoprofitacademy.com and start increasing your sales and feeling less confused. NicheToProfitAcademy.com. Use the code SHOW30 for a free 30-day trial. In case you missed that, that was SHOW30 is the code to use. Come join us for a month. Totally free. Totally free. We're getting ready to have our next uh, monthly webinar where you get to come over and pretty much ask me anything. Ask me anything. Open book over there. All right. We had a record number of entries for this week's Pick It or Pass It. Woo! Uh, 21 entries, 19 correct. Remember, they, oh, we got to be correct. We got to be correct. Keep it fair. Um, so, yeah, I did a, a lot of cutting <laughs> this morning. 
but great job, you guys. Now, here's here's the thing. Now, this pick it or pass it is all about for resale and whether I'm going to sell it or not. So uh, to be fair, if if you said I picked it, that did not count, even though it is here in my hands. <laughs> and, and he's laughing at me. No, the reason is it is going in my bathroom. I have a Paris-themed bathroom. And my appsters know this, so I think they were a little torn. Um, but but nope, this is purely it has it just it doesn't have resale value, guys. This is you might be lucky to get twenty dollars with free shipping, and it's going to cost you ten bucks to. Sh- yeah, not worth it. Not worth. It's a cool little piece, though. I must say. All right, so let's see who we got here. Let me get my magic little covered wagon out here. You know, this thing came in really handy. I picked this up at an estate sale for a buck. See, I always leave the price tags on. And now I'm glad I have it. It works really well. Okay, we've got Annette Kincaid. Says, not sure if I'm too late, plus can't join live because she's having corned beef at the in-laws. Okay, we'll give you a pass on that. I know. Uh, My guess is you passed it. If I'm right, this will be the first time. It's a black glass Eiffel Tower vase bottle. Yes! Two entries, two entries. Oh, if I don't lose your two entries. There we go, two entries. Beth Kelly, Paris Eiffel Tower glass vase decanter, and you passed on it. Cost of $3. I love this analyzation here. Cost of $3 plus shipping would put you over $10 in costs and then plus fees. I looked these up on eBay and they were not selling individually. They could be put in with a Paris bathroom set, but then that would require a lot of time and planning. Uh, You are so right. I love, I love how you're thinking about this. That is so true. There's got to be money in it. Remember, it takes just as much time to list a $10 item as a $110 item. So concentrate on those bigger items, guys. Suzanne Phillip. This week's item is a black Eiffel Tower-shaped glass bottle vase. Cork may be missing. Yeah. I, I do not think Danny picked it. I think she passed. And you are correctamundo. Two entries there. Donna Weeway. Donna, good to see you. Uh, she said it's a decanter, possibly a bud vase, in the form of the Eiffel Tower. Unless it's old. I think you passed it. I did pass it. Uh, Donna's up in Canada, and she sells some of the coolest stuff. Tin Lizzie Treasures. Then we've got Carla Sissio. Eiffel Tower vase. Danny picked it because if it did not sell, she could put it in her Paris themed bathroom. I know, and I was so I was if you were I almost gave you two ended, but that wouldn't be fair. It wouldn't be fair. But yeah, you're right. It's going in my bathroom. Uh Sharon Plinus. It's an Eiffel Tower vase, and you picked it. No. Passed for resale. Passed for resale. Wendy Reed, Eiffel Tower, glass vase, pass, while interesting, and Paris being in the news, not high enough ASP. ASP is average selling price. She knows I'm going for a $50 average selling price in my store. So good job, Wendy. You got two entries. Corinna Plow, it is an Eiffel Tower glass vase. I say Danny passed it, and you would be correct. I told you, got a lot of entries this week. Uh, Carol Hearn, this is an Eiffel Tower vase. Uh, looks black, it is. I couldn't find the same one, but it looks like similar ones sell for under $10. So you probably passed it. I did. I did. Carol gets two entries there. Uh, Deanna Campbell, glass Eiffel Tower vase. Danny passed. 
My hands are drying out. All this paper's just like feeling all the same. Deanna gets two entries there. Keith Bowman, love when you guys enter. Uh, it's a glass Eiffel Tower flower vase. My guess is that you picked it. Nope, but here's the cool thing about this. You get two chances to get into the bucket and it only takes one to win. Um, we got Mo Monte also. Oh, Marina is your real name. Yay, now I know. Uh, that's a glass Eiffel Tower bottle. I think Danny passed. So Marina, is it Marina? Marina, Marina. I'm probably saying that totally wrong. You can correct me. Linda Castillo, I'm guessing that this is a glass Eiffel Tower bottle. I think it was a pass. You are correct. You guys are smart this week. Look at that. Marie Rivers, I think the item is a black vase and or candle holder of the Eiffel Tower. It looks very Avon to me, so it may originally have been filled with cologne. I will say you passed it. Yeah, you know, it does kind of have that Avon look to it, doesn't it? And we all know, most Avon, you guys want to leave that stuff on the shelf. There's a few things that are still good, but not many. Uh, Katerina, Eiffel Tower statue, smoky glass vase, figural bottle, Paris, France. Don't let me catch you right in the title that way if you sell one of these. But yes, you're right. I passed it. <laughs> but you got all the words in there. You made sure that you were in there. Uh, Marissa Varney, I think Danny picked up the Eiffel Tower vase. Nope. But you said it was an Eiffel Tower vase. Matt Pinkish, was this week a clue game? I say that Danny picked it with it. Yes, Matt has his own sound effect. Uh, if you missed the show last week, Matt was my guest, told you all about his his business. Uh, we could, cows and chainsaws. I Cows playing with chains. I don't know. I think my director is bored over there. You know, we'll get to it. <laughs> He's got a hardcore farm. Okay. I say that Danny picked it with the heavy Eiffel Tower candlestick holder. In the, nope. Nope. I didn't. But I'll put you in there. Um, and then I've got uh, Adrian. Adrian. Okay. Adrian Hall says, hello, Danny. Hello, Adrian. Another fantastic show. Uh, that item looks like an Eiffel Tower shaped wine or oil decanter missing its top or cork stopper. This unusual and black color will make it quite desirable for the right buyer. So it might be a long tail item at $3. I think you picked it. If it happens to be a vintage piece, it could sell upwards of $60 or more with free shipping. I suppose we'll find out what you decided to do next week. It doesn't sell for that much. Do, your, do a little bit of homework, guys. Do a little bit of homework. Sort by highest first. Uh, that's your little clue there. So, sort by highest first. Always look. If it's like, if the top one isn't like way up there, pass it. Uh, and then we have Janie Wireman. And Janie, it looks like you, uh, first time you used, yes, you did. Just watched your show for the first time. Thank you for jumping in and playing Pick It or Pass it the very first time you watched the show. Yes. Um, I've been selling on eBay for about 10 years. I wanted to enter the contest. I hope I'm doing this right. You absolutely are. Eiffel Tower statue vase decanter, classy black. You picked it. I hope I did not. But guess what? You're still in the drawing. All right. Let's shake them up. Shake it up, baby, now. All right. And we root around there a little more. 
And the winner is, what do we have here? Marie Rivers. Hey, Marie's on a roll. I think we have a picture. Marie has won before. She is in our gallery of winners. There she is. She's won a mug. It, she plays every single week, you guys. That's what happens when you play every single week. Pretty soon you're going to have all the prizes. So I bet I guess I know what you're going to choose this for this week's prize, Marie. Um, who else we got in our gallery of winners? Hey, we've got Matt Pinkush. Don't have his face, but we have his coffee mug. And we have uh, Mike Q. Mike Q, a little sideways, a little twisted, but that's okay. It's fitting, right? It is Mike. Oh, there's his sound effect. There we go. All right. We're all good now. So what can you win? Hey, we got cool prizes. We have the Niche to Profit tote bag. Uh, and I know a couple of you are waiting on this. And I'm waiting on my supplier to send them to me. So this is my last one. They've been really popular, but those are coming soon if you're waiting on your tote bag. And then we have the Niche to Profit coffee mug. No, you don't get my little, yeah, don't get my cash cow. Yeah, cash cow stays here with me. Or you can have a 25-point business review where I personally am going to go through your business. I am going to go piece by piece and show you where you're leaving money on the table, where you can make some more money, uh, look at some of your listings and your titles and all those pieces. I will I will spend a few hours on this, my friends, uh, and make sure that your business is optimized for maximum sales. Uh, if you don't want to wait to win it, you can always go over and check out it's niche2success.com and go to business review. And those are there for you. Oh, by the way, if you use the code N2P, get it, niche to profit, N2P, you get a hundred bucks off. Just saying. All right. So send your uh, prize to niche to profit at vegasvideonetwork.com. Your prize, your your prize, what you want to win, Marie, this time. I'm just Hey, it's St. Patty's Day. No, I haven't had any green beer yet. Does anybody really drink green beer? That just grosses me out. I'm just saying. All right. I'm more of a whiskey girl, I guess. <laughs> no, not tennis ball whiskey. Whatever that stinky stuff is. Yeah, no. Oh, we're digressing. We're digressing. How about we talk about this week's uh, item? There we go. Here we go. Oh, look at that. What are those? Let me give you some clues. First clue, the name of these could put a spring in your step. I know Scott's over there going, what? <laughs> oh, he was looking for a spring sound effect. We don't have that. Uh, their function had nothing to do with fungus, but someone overhearing you talk about them might think that. That's, that's a really good clue right there. Oh. I'm just saying. Uh, sweet treats come from these, but we don't use this material to make them anymore. They were three bucks each and you get to decide, did I pick them or did I pass them? Send your entries into niche to profit at vegasvideonetwork.com. That is niche to profit at vegasvideonetwork.com. Remember two ways to win. One, what is it? Give a good guess. Come on. But the thing is, do a little research and you'll be surprised. You might find things that you've been passing by. Uh, there's a clue there, too. I'm just saying for you who are watching this, 
pay attention. Um, but the other thing is, guess whether I picked it or passed it. 50-50 chance. Takes you 10, 15 seconds to send that answer in. Good prizes. You want this. It'll make you money. All right. Whew. Come on over to Niche to Profit Academy. Join us. We're getting ready to do another live webinar. We do those every month to build your business. Plus, there is like oodles of archived webinars, workshops in there. You get full access, things like social media and uh, going multi-channel that, you know, deal with that Amazon monster over there or Etsy. Um, just so much stuff for you guys to go to the next level with your business. And you get to be in the community with all the really cool appsters uh, who are in there as well. Use the code SHOW30 for a 30-day free trial. Come on over. Check it out. I It's okay. I won't be upset if you come in for 30 days and leave. It's all good. If you get something, you make more money. That's what it's all about. And next week... Am I over time? <laughs> like, I got the I got the shotgun going now. I got the loading of the shotgun. Oh, okay. No, we don't chase you down if you leave. We just don't chase you down. It's all good. I, I, hey, they don't want to make money. That's up to them. All right. Uh, next week, I will be in Philadelphia. If you are in Philadelphia, come on down to the... It's, so there's two schools. Is it SCOE or is it SCO? I call it SCO. SCO.biz. I will be speaking at the SCO conference in Philadelphia. That is next Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. I will be uh, talking about how to really utilize eBay to build your business in a way uh, you may not have thought about. Probably should do a whole show on that too. Good thought, huh? Uh, so come see me there. Uh, I will not be here live next week, but you can come watch the replay of the founder of Death Wish Coffee, Mike Brown, and my interview with him. So still be here at 3 p.m. next Thursday. Check out the show. And with that, go be profitable and make it fun.